Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Lovers, hi, it's Wyo, and you are listening to Sex Stories, noops, X Stories, a podcast where we learn about how lovely humans connect on this planet in the most personal ways. And today's episode is our check-in in the name of connection. There will be a recap of my creative bucket list adventures of the past month, and if you want all of the most personal details, those are on Patreon. I'm also going to ask some questions to all of you about love. I'm going to tease you with some locker room fantasies, and then we're going to dive into some emails. Remember, you can find all my links at wiley.com slash links if you want more of me to start off February. Oh, wow. Okay, so as you can hear, I am a little bit sick in my voice, or maybe this is your first time listening. Welcome. Hi, who are you? So even though I have a cough now... February was fantastic. You know, I'm also learning what a truly sensitive human I am. I feel like all of this podcast journey has been me learning just how deeply sensitive, not just me, but all of us are. And we live in a world where, for some reason, a lot of us hide our sensitivities. So, 
my big takeaway from February is that like, I love opportunistic sex. I love intentional, but opportunistic sex. And as much as I love crossing things off lists, I do find it satisfying. I'm not an everyday list maker, but like when I'm at home working, you know, I make my tasks. I always have too many of them. No, not always. 95% of the time I'm not crossing off most of my tasks. I've learned that my, uh, Eyes are always bigger than my stomach, to speak metaphorically, but put it in a work context. My work horniness is always bigger than my physical 3D human capability. But as much as I like crossing things off lists, I am absolutely incapable of forcing sexy things like because I said I was going to do it. And I always trust the divine timing. Plus, I really love excellent surprises especially the types of surprises that just present themselves. You know, they're things I never could have imagined. And I that, I think that's why I like being submissive, right? Like, I don't want to be in control all the time. If I just, like, make a list of all the things I want and then get them one by one, I mean, that gets boring fast. But I love making lists and then not getting some and then getting some when I didn't even think about. And then, like, getting a lot at once and then being so sad and wanting more. And, you know, that that is how our human dopamine systems are wired. And I really think I'm doing a great job of learning to enjoy the roller coaster. However, I'm always still collecting data about what my body needs, what my sensitive parts need. The other part, you know, if I continue this parallel of the universe being my dominant and I'm the submissive, a good submissive is very thoughtful and does make requests, but at the end of the day is fine with whatever the higher power doles out on a given day. So there is a piece of me that's like, oh my God, I've been telling people these things I want and not achieving my goals. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I realize I just don't see a lot of that modeled in the world, right? I, there is a story about some, I'm blanking on who it is right now, some boss babe whose dad was like, kids, how did you fail today? And I love that story. And I don't have that many examples in my life, but I love just continuing, you know, so I'm still going to put out some March wishes. I didn't write them all down. I'm kind of, kind of brainstorm some of them, although a lot of them are work related, but here's our February recap. Okay. So from last month's targets, I did get a valentine. I got a couple of valentines, depending on how you count them. I did not do all the most personal romantic sexy things with a valentine that many people do on valentine's day. For example, dinner. That's what I'm talking about. Nothing else. Uh, we're very safe for work here. Just kidding. I did make up lots of sexy songs. I have a new sexy song friend. There was flirting. I have continued to practice my irresistible invitations. I have been inviting new guests onto X stories. And I am really excited. I'm really excited about the, as much as I'm not excited about censorship and the way that a lot of our like laws and regulations are heading, I am really excited to be like, well, you know what? At the heart of good sex is good connection. And, you know, focusing on other aspects is really juicy. It's all really juicy for me. So I still am working on all of my irresistible invitations, especially to get people to leave five stars on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, but especially Spotify because damn that troll attack. We'll talk more about it. But I also am practicing my irresistible invitations with other collaborators in, you know, the types of people that I will be making content with starting in quarter two. More about that. Uh, and also have been making some great, great invitations to sex work people and other things like that. I also did my taxes. I feel very proud to have them done by the end of February just because I like to get 
that stuff out of the way. And I think this is going to be a year of kind of really trying to get my shit done instead of procrastinating about it so that I can then have more time to just explore it deeply. Because I'm a little bit like a pinwheel most of the time. But again, I have to trust the divine unfoldings. So those are things I totally did. Things I kind of did. I did get a heart masturbation toy. I haven't used them yet. I have like a grinding toy and then this cute little dildo. But again, I had too many interesting OnlyFans custom requests. And I always, always am open to like, you know, divine inspirations, unfoldings, and being influenced by creative humans. Because what better way to occupy our time on this planet by learning and growing in delightful turn-on ways, right? Like that's play is about exploring contingencies according to the Huberman Lab so that we can grow and learn together, you know, whether it's grown-up play or regular play. So I will use my heart masturbation toys in divine timing uh, whenever I feel like it. Same with the toys from the expos. I did continue to use some of them. I haven't worked my way through all of them. There's no need to rush my Christmas. I don't need to play. I don't need to open and play with all my toys at once. I like to enjoy each thing very deeply. Oh gosh, that's true. How else is that true? I do that with food. With people, I'm a little more likely to try to like play with everyone at once to the capacity that I have, right? Which is small. I'm a big introvert. I do a lot of peopling for work. So in my personal life, like the, I think people get the idea sometimes that I have like this endless energy for other humans. I use most of it up for work. I love people, but like most of my recharge time is solo. So I'm uh, increasingly asking myself, what is an irresistible invitation for others to invite themselves into my private life look like? Who do I want to be offering irresistible invitations to in my private life? What irresistible invitations am I offering myself in my private life? I've been doing a pretty great job of those. They often include croissants and baths or spas and travel and friends. So that's some of what happened. I'm still working on the bucket list organization and sharing. It is, <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself. It's a multi-year project. That's fine. I am getting closer and closer to kind of what I've been planning and scheming and frameworking for the last solid year, but also two years. You know, I had kind of a big, I thought I was going this way, then I was going that way. And now I'm getting ever closer to sharing my bucket list wishes and inviting other people to do all of those things on camera. That is the part that I think a lot of people who I hear from are kind of missing. I'm inviting other people who have established audiences on camera naked with faces to cross off bucket list items. Because if I can't document it, then I'm probably just frittering away my time and energy with sex, which is how I spent a lot of my early 20s is just chasing. So that is very, very fun. I am working on all that stuff. I'm getting paperwork in order and just, you know, figuring out how to organize it. I still do want to measure more genitals. We didn't really get to that one in February. Well, I did, but just not in the official documented way that I wanted. I might have to turn that into like a part of my science role plays on bucket list. I also see many different ways that I could turn genital measuring into a fun role play. It also could just be regular, right? Sensation play. Yeah. Priorities. One thing at a time. Just because I want to measure stuff doesn't mean I should do it right away. Okay. I have not yet tickled or been tickled with a feather that will unfold in divine timing, I'm sure. Maybe I'll do a feathers and hearts tickling evening with myself or with a friend. I don't know. I did not seduce a stranger in Mexico. Instead, I flirted a lot. I got 
a cold. I got danced on by a very, very hot dancer at the burlesque show. And I did hang out with some babes. You know, it just wasn't, how do you describe it? It wasn't, there was no sex. There was no physical fucking. I did end up taking some very hot photos. Lots of good things. So I'm still, uh, yeah. And then I haven't done any role play. Did I do role play this month? Just a little bit of light role play. I didn't do like a full alien sci-fi fantasy. I I am going to bring that in. I haven't been initiating that because I've been so opportunistic, which again is a different kind of achievement. However, I actually did get to do a neuroscientist. And even before I knew they were a neuroscientist, I was like, wow, this person talks so sexy. The level of detail of what this person is noticing about me is so sexy. Wow, how thoughtful. Wow, this person looks soft. I want to touch them. You know? And so then when I was like, a neuroscientist, I know that's not the same as like a sci-fi role play, but I'm like, well, it's a scientist role play. No, it's real life. I was not invited back to their lab. I actually don't, I actually don't know if they even work out of a lab. I feel like they just do computering. I don't know. Anyway, to be determined, I'll update to you in the future. Maybe we will see. But I did get laid five days in a row. So on to my unplanned list. This was, the universe delivered me so many wonderful things in February. And I have to say, for me, like the purpose of having sex is connection. I love the physical experience. I love the play aspect that is completely meaningless to me if there's no connection. I have a great connection with myself. I always enjoy masturbating. It is not about getting off. It is about getting off in interesting ways that I can't do alone where I get to experience the fullness of another person's energy. That's why I'm not that interested in casual sex. I'm not interested in like fulfilling someone's stranger fantasy. I'm like, well, I would like you to see me as a person. You know, even when I'm playing with people online in a work capacity, if we're doing a fantasy I don't really like it. I, I mean, if it's a really specific invitation, like I I will always get off on, do you like to trample weak men? Like that has a story there that has a character. Like that, that is fun. I like it even better if I know the person on the other side and we're playing. And I am learning how unusual that desire for quote unquote real connection is. However, I actually think all of us want that. It's just not always the norm because we don't feel safe. I don't know. All of that is to say, I've been having the hottest connections in the world, even though they don't all lead to fucking, like flirting with strangers, sharing moments with people, maybe people I just met, maybe people I'm getting to know, maybe people I'm working with, but just shared connection where it's fun, where it's silly, where it's goofy. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm serving as a photographer or maybe they're serving as a flight attendant or the hotel check-in person or whatever, the coffee girl. And like, I have just had so much fun being my playful self everywhere. I feel like part of it is the irresistible invitations, right? I'm getting better at watching other people. I really try not to fuck with people who look boring or like mad or whatever. But if there's someone who's just like a little bit quiet looking and I'm like, I see the tiny little smile in there, sir, who just delivered me the fanciest French dinner, like just that cute little... Mm. So I'm sharing my flirt energy. It's not always leading to sex. However, five days in a row, it did lead to sex in February. And it's the first time I have gotten laid 
in five consecutive days in a while. And those of you out there who are partnered and spoiled by everyday fucking, congratulations. <laughs> if you're like, what? For me as a single person who needs a lot of alone time and like, I have to go like, like for me, I have to have a really good reason to fuck someone, right? Because I get put on a weird pedestal a lot or like people want me to be a teacher or they think I'm like some sort of like novelty, like an opportunistic situation. Like I've heard this so many times in the past couple of years. I just feel like I have this opportunity with you. And I'm like, okay, like that's not what I want to hear in my personal life. Like that's what you go like to Nevada and pay a legal sex worker for. I don't know. You know? So I got laid five days in a row. That was hot. I got danced on by a burlesque dancer who was so, so, so such a babe. And I got like witnessed by a couple of my friends and all the ladies in the audience were screaming. And I felt so like I truly felt chosen. I'm not usually a person that volunteers for crowd work, but I am honored to be selected. And so having her like do a, well, no, details are, details are on Patreon. I have another new favorite, scissoring a dude. I did some new masturbation locations that were very, very fun. I want to do even more, always in places where I am not impinging upon other people's freedoms um, or eyeballs or making, you know, making sure that consent is at the forefront of everything I do. I also got to take pictures of some hot, 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 hot couples and moresomes. <sighs> Damn. I know there's a whole conversation about like the commodification of love and Valentine's Day, but like when it brings more romance in my direction. Oh, also I've been studying romance and sarcasm, like figuring out what is romance? Like, and what is romance actually for me? What does romantic mean to me? Why versus how does romance get sold to air quotes us, the general public? Like what are the things that are considered romantic? Again, details of those noodles are on Patreon. If you want those, they're toward the end or somewhere in the middle. I also got to direct and shoot a four girl scene for some adult content. That was very hot. I got to have a threesome with one of my porn star friends. It was so fucking hot. I got to travel with some friends and with some clients who are, well, both of them, all sets of them were fellow appreciators. Traveling with my friends who are as horny and sex positive as I am, life-changing, like life-changing. It was amazing. And it was so fun. And yeah, just we just had a fucking blast. And I love I just love being around other people who bring their own fun with them. I'm a person that brings my own fun with me. And I realize that sometimes it means I'm like bolstering up people around me because they're like relying on me for fun. It is a thousand million times more fun when the people who are in my sphere, again, whether we're working, whether they're a client, whether they're one of my best friends, like showing up with like their invitation or they're answering the invitation with like even more like mutual generosity loops, both energetically, right? In all ways, concretely, energetically, blown away, blown away, life-changing, amazing. I also, yeah, I mentioned I got the amazing custom requests on OnlyFans. Some of them are 100% private forever. Like I do have that option, but then some of them will eventually be shared with the group in coming months. So go check out OnlyFans if that is your thing. I also have a new OnlyFans menu that should be published by the time you hear this. I got in trouble because I put, I guess you can't link to your own website. I'm like, so OnlyFans, I can have a watermark that says wildly.com but I can't post a menu picture that links to my website. Okay, okay. The world that we live in is batshit crazy. Um, but that's okay. I'm just going to try to figure out the confusing human rules and do my best. I also had a very, very funny experience 
on a flight. Like there were two different dudes. No, I don't believe in unconsensual, I don't know, eavesdropping, sneaking, like spying. However, if I'm in a public space and I'm on an airplane and someone is like holding their phone up like this and it's like shining on, like the reflection is shining onto the window that I was just trying to look out of at the ocean because I love sitting next to the window and looking at everything. And is there an app? It's not Google Maps. It's not the plane map. I want an app that can work on the plane without Wi-Fi that tells me what the fuck I'm looking at. I guess I would buy Wi-Fi if I could like, I want to know every single thing, the funny shapes, why are there circles? Like I want to be able to look at what is that building? What is that place with all the colorful lights? Where are the sex shops? No, but, but you know, sometimes I can tell stuff where I am. And then sometimes I'm like, this is in my own city. Which squiggly freeway is that one? You know, I love, I love super duper detail, as you know, and I love bird's eye views. The point of all of this is I was just trying to look out the window and these two bros that were sitting in front of me, both of them, um, so there was the one with the plane and I glance over and I could see the other one. They're both sexting. My friend could see the other one. And they're both using unironic eggplant emojis. And I just want to ask all of you out there, like, have you ever received an eggplant emoji in a text and been really turned on by it? Like, really, like, you're like, that is exactly what I wanted. Because I'm like, oh, I just have not been in that conversation personally. I haven't been on the receiving end of eggplant in anything but sort of like like a goofier sort of like, mmm, eggplant, mm, you know, with that kind of tone to it. Contextually speaking, I don't think that was the tone of these gentlemen. Anyway, curious, curious for the group. That was kind of funny. And then yesterday, this was, this is, this is one of those things where I'm like, mm, it's all sexy. This isn't directly sexy, but this was part of the unplanned, like mind-blowing experience I had this month. I got home yesterday. I was listening to the new Huberman Lab episode out this week, Monday. This will be coming out on a Friday with Dr. Becky Kennedy. And I go into deep detail about like all the things that I think are great, but I'm just going to read them aloud here. Her specialty is parenting. Her concepts are all connected relationships. Connected relationships are at the heart of her work. So it's very important for parenting. I'm curious about it because I'm an auntie to a very young child and I'm curious about, you know, what I can do to be a supportive grown-up human in a, in a kiddo's life. Dr. Becky Kennedy has such clear, immediately understandable, and practical ideas. It has been unlocking, you know, aside from me understanding how to be a better grown-up, I'm like, oh, like there's parts I'm still unpacking from just that podcast episode. I'm now also listening to her book, Good Inside, which I highly recommend not just for parents. And yes, she does have a section in there on like how to talk about tough stuff with your kids, for example, if they start asking, but where does the baby, how does the baby get in there? You know, and she really kind of frames following the kids. Anyway, go, go listen. Even if you yourself are not into kids, are not having kids, I'm not really on the path to having kids. It is so helpful for all of relationships, the concepts that she has around boundaries, around validation, around entitlement. I am understanding parts of myself with needs that have been unmet in various relationships and also the parts of myself where I'm perhaps being too much of an authority figure. It's also really hot to listen to. Obviously, she's not applying it like this. This is my personal brain that can't help but do anything else. I'm listening to it. I'm like, I want every dominant I ever have to understand these concepts. And as a dominant, you know, it's different from being a literal parent to a small human, obviously. However, the, the frameworks that she has around what is a parent's job, what are they there to do, how are they there to hold space for the young one to grow and explore and like 
learn. As she was speaking about that, I felt a direct correlation to the experience that I had with my first dominant partner. And while looking back on that relationship, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, we were well matched at the time. And then we grew. I grew a lot. And there are some other things, you know, that this podcast is making me realize about that relationship. But if you listen to it, I would love to know. I would love to do like a book club or a podcast episode club on this one. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it if you all already have listened to it, if you were a Huberman Lab. If any of you out there are fans of the Huberman Lab and also really like sex, I would love to talk to you. So those are my updates. Again, if you want the long version uh, with all of the details, Patreon is where I have those. So now, before I get to my March bucket list wishes or targets or, you know, suggestions to the universe, things I'm open to, again, I'm open to irresistible invitations. And I already do have a lot of merch planned. So we'll see. We'll see what there's space for. But first, I thought it might be fun to every month share a different question set from the new X Stories questions both to encourage you to apply to be a guest. Maybe you're someone that doesn't want to talk about your own sex life, but maybe you will talk about love. Maybe you will talk about friendship. Or maybe you just want to make me very happy by submitting a five-minute voice memo or a one-minute voice memo with a little bit of information about how you see the world. I think for me, opening up conversations about the personal stuff, I just find it so juicy. And I also do find it a turn-on. Like I love getting to know people I'd be curious to hear what you listeners who are very dedicated to sex stories, X stories, etc. I would be curious to hear what your conclusions are. For me, I think the big takeaway from talking to people about sex in the past five years is that when they feel safe and connected, and that is why Dr. Becky Kennedy's work resonates so much, when we feel safe and connected, we have the best sex. Like that's when we can like enjoy our bodies. Gotta feel safe, gotta feel connected. So on that note, I would especially love to hear how you understand love. I would love to hear if you identify as extremely feeling oriented. I would love to hear from you if you are more logic oriented. I love to know kind of like which category you self-identify. And again, we're just gathering data. We're just checking experiences because being a human is such a silly, oftentimes confusing for me experience. If you out there are like a human and have never been confused, would love to hear from you. Very curious what your world is like. If you consider yourself a balanced person, I always just want to hear whatever is reflected in your own life. So leave me a voice memo and you can see the written versions of these questions and all the other categories at wiley.com slash share. And again, links to everything are in wiley.com slash links. So that's my directory. Okay. So love questions. I would love to know, what does love mean to you? I would also like to know how was love discussed or displayed in your family of origin? I'd also like to know that one just sparks a new question for me. And if you have any other love questions that I don't ask by the time, I would love to add to this list. Like, what are you curious about love-wise? So like, how was love discussed or displayed in your family of origin? Also, in your formative years, did you see love displayed in other families that you either like wished you had or were like glad you didn't have? Or what other formative experiences around love being displayed are in your mind, if any? Again, we don't all have like answers to all of these questions. If you have to pull really hard, uh, skip it, do a different question. But I would also like to know what is something you love? And like, what does it feel like to love that thing? And now I'd like to know who is someone you love. And I'm sure, I hope that many of you have different loves out there. I'm down to hear different types of love, subcategories. You know, I'm always into categorization and 
organizing and just collecting and learning the stories about it. I'd also like to hear what does it mean to be in love? How do you personally like to give and receive love? And for this question, I know that many of us are trained in the love languages kind of theories. And I would like to invite you to go beyond those. Like that is a limited, it's important for many of you. I've heard that it's helped a lot of people out there. I do still use it as a framework when I'm talking to people who are working on relational stuff, even whether they're, you know, dating as a single person or like working on their relationship together in a twosome or moresome. But like specifically, how do you like to give and receive love? Give me some examples. And do you think food is an act of service or a gift, or should it be its own category if we are talking love languages? Just saying. <laughs> um, and then I'd like to hear, can you describe the physical sensation of love? I'd love to hear what it feels like. I'm sure there are different types. For me, there's different types. I have these visions, and this is like maybe a little bit separate, but I don't know. Are orgasms separate from love? For me, I feel like an orgasm is the physical manifestation of like, love for everything. And I get these like, you know, kind of wild visions in my eyes sometimes. And I don't mean like, how do I, it, it's kind of like a magic eye poster mixed with psychedelic something, something like the couple times I've done mushrooms, like I had sort of like squiggly visuals, but it's my eyes are closed and I don't know what is going on with my nerves, but it's like a sparkly sand castle in the sky, but deep in space, but it's not really accurate to call it a sand castle, you know, but shapes and visions with the physical sensation of like explosion. So I don't know if that's even a good answer, but I'd like to hear yours. What is the first time you remember being in love? Or the second or the third or the most important? What's a recent time you felt deeply in love with another person? I also would expand uh, in this discussion of love. Like, obviously, it's very different from human to human love, but like loving an animal, not just an object, loving an animal, loving a creature, loving someone or something else, loving a plant, loving a place. I'd also like to know how you understand the connection between love and romance. I have been very curious about romance lately. I've really been questioning a lot of what we get fed as romantic, because when I look at it, a lot of it seems very unhealthy and toxic to me. And I also recognize that there are behaviors that, you know, everything in moderation, right? Like we can be obsessed with each other. And also they do say that new romantic love is kind of like a drugged state. So <laughs> I'm just curious about it. I'm especially curious to hear from any of you who are in longer term relationships where you feel romance is still alive in your relationship. What does it look like, right? I'm guessing that it's not just animals in the shapes of towels. I laughed so hard in Mexico when one of my good friends like pointed that out to me as like a consistent like it goes along with lots of romantic things and I had never thought about that specifically before but then lo and behold it's just been coming up in ways that I never could have imagined so long-term lovers new-term lovers would love to hear about love and romance from you and then I'd also love to hear how do you understand romantic love versus non-romantic love and I don't just mean platonic love like although I'm sure that's its own category romantic love non-romantic love because, like, I think I love a lot of my lovers, but I'm not in romantic love with any of them because because of boundaries. However, I'm quite devoted to the people who I, like, consistently, you know, if I'm going to show up either as a friend or a lover in someone's life, like, if they're going to consistently show up in mine, there's got to be a good exchange of, you know, mutual 
enthusiasm, mutual giving, and mutual, hopefully, adoration. I do feel very full of love often, but I'm like, oh, I think for me, romantic love has to do with like intention or something. Anyway, I'd like to hear your noodles on it. These are noodles. I meant to just ask you these questions, but here I am talking. <laughs> uh, and how, if at all, do you experience a difference between friend, family, and romantic love? Okay, so there I went and categorized it a little bit for us. But um, And what other categories would you add there? I already said animals, places, things. I'd also like to hear, what's something that makes you feel loved? How do you like to show your love? Is that a redundancy from earlier? How do you like to give and receive love? That could be a redundancy. But maybe saying it this way, here's why I like to ask questions in different ways. Slight nuances give entirely different answers. You already get a bajillion, or rather, I already get a bajillion different answers from people asking questions, you know, worded in the same way, because we all hear different things in a statement. And then when I start switching up the nuances, highlighting certain things, different things come to the forefront. So um, how do you like to give and receive love? What's something that makes you feel loved? How do you like to show your love? Do you have a favorite love song? Oh, the lastly, do you have a favorite love song? I don't know if I do. What count? Uh, maybe what counts as a love song? Is Stand By Me a love song? I think it's romantic. That's probably one of my favorite songs ever. I will always sing it at karaoke. I will always just like listen along to it. I think I love the idea of us standing by each other too. I'm like thinking of the lyrics now. I'm like, I don't feel competitive about it at all. Like, it, even if it's not me standing by whoever is singing, but I will stand by people. I want us to stand by each other. I want a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Is that so much to ask? Apparently it is. There's a lot of strife going on right now. So yeah, so that's my invitation to you. Wiley.com slash share. What do you think about love? What other questions would you ask about love? What else are you wondering about love? What other experiences about love spark for you with this discussion? Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises, and the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. 
Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Okay, so one of my March bucket list wishes is, of course, getting more voice memo answers. I love getting people's voice memos. I love getting them when they're part of a public discussion. Uh, it's cool to hear little hellos and stuff, too. I love hearing your voice, but I really love thoughtful noodle shares. So I ask you those questions with the hope that it may spark something for you. I also, in March, am intending to post on FetLife every day at least a picture. And yesterday I experimented with posting a question along with my picture. I think I might do more of that. When I was hanging out with my friends, I was like, all right, vacation with friends. All right. Not working. Having fun. Hmm. They really had, like, it was an extremely irresistible invitation and I was like, okay, so this is what it takes for me to go like do a personal life thing with people for a number of days. Of course, I still brought my camera. I still took naked pictures of myself. I still did some masturbations. I couldn't help it. You know, that is part of my personal pleasure too, right? Is creating my own slutty stuff. I guess that is work though. Oof. But anyway, it was a, it was a personal trip and I realized I have so much fun just like blurting out my fantasies to people who I know want to hear them, who can hold them, who will yes and me, and then just asking questions. And it's been a while since I have been, you know, outside the context of the podcast, my deeply curious questions have been known to explode people. I know. So I have always a little bit of fear around that, which is why I really, really like clear containers. I'm the photographer. I'm not going to ask you scary questions or I'm the podcaster. I'm going to ask you questions you're not going to be scared by because you know that I'm making a safe space for us. But I am experimenting with asking questions on FetLife and maybe wherever else I decide to post regularly. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I should ask more on OnlyFans. I don't know. 
posting the pictures more, but I uh, experimented yesterday by saying, tell me your locker room fantasies and I'll tell you mine. Tell me your locker room experiences and I will love you forever, drooly emoji. And I do. So to go back to that conversation about love, I don't mean I'm going to romantically get married to you. I'm not. It would have to take a beyond irresistible invitation for marriage to even, like, (laughs) it's just not my priority. I think I don't understand why people get married. We'll get to that when we get to the marriage questions. But I do love when people share their personal things with them. So uh, I'm going to tease you with a little bit of these responses. And then if you want to go play on FetLife, again, people sometimes can't hear what this word is, FetLife, F-E-T-L-I-F-E. So it's the kinky website that's a place of social connection. It's got a lot of creepy stuff and it has a lot of wonderful stuff. So I think we make our own experiences and I just block anyone that's kind of doing unconsensual. Like I don't add a friend unless I have had a conversation with you either as a guest on Sex Stories or somewhere in the world where we like know some stuff about each other, right? So I'm just going to tease you with a couple of these responses. And if you want to play along and see my eventual response, go find me. I'm at Wiley everywhere. So I've been exchanging glances with one of the cute guys that also comes in for early morning workouts at my rec center over a period of several weeks. And what I love about this share is that it ends, the ending of it is the exact like types of questions that pop into my brain. How should I make a move? How quickly could we scramble back to acting casual if the door to the changing room suddenly swung open? Is he ticklish? Is he ticklish is so specific. I fucking love it. That's the type of stuff that I wonder about all the time. Thank you for that share. I will be sharing my response soon, and I love you. Hi, Wyo. I used to help organize long weekend gatherings in my local pagan community. Their showers and change rooms were mixed gendered. Dot, dot, dot. And the end of this, this one ends, I love it, for the rest of that event and subsequent gatherings. So again, if you want to be part of those conversations, I'm going to be posting more stuff there on FetLife to spark conversations and to just, you know, find other ways of getting answers to my curious, horny questions. All right. So March bucket list wishes. I'm going to finish going through and actually sharing all of my own photos and videos that I've taken these first two months. I have so many good ones. OnlyFans is up and running consistently for the first time in my OnlyFans life. Like we are scheduled months out. And now with the new stuff I make, I'm just peppering in more stuff. After my next trip, I will be home long enough to sit and actually schedule things for myself because the order of operations go client work, podcast stuff, my slutty stuff, personal life. I'm switching that up a little bit. March and April, I'm going to be focusing more on my own slutty stuff and my irresistible invitations to slutty collaborators. I'm very excited about it. I already talked about wanting to post a pic on FetLife every day. So far, I'm doing amazing. It's not even March yet, but I've begun. And again, continuing to craft and practice my own irresistible invitations and asks, especially for more voice memo shares from people who want to connect again. It doesn't have to be answering questions about love. I'm not picky about which questions you ask or answer. Also, let me know if it would be helpful for me to have a storytelling guide. I think it's always great, I guess off the top of my head, I love a thoughtful beginning, middle, and end, plus along the way or however you see fit, details specifically of what you love, what you learned, what you'd want to do next time, what fantasies were inspired, or what was disappointing, what the big takeaway was. Like That's the texture that I kind of like always am 
you know, kind of poking around for on podcast. I love the details beyond good or bad. Like let's get beyond the judgment descriptors, right? And let's get into texture and sensation and experience. And what did it either feed in your curiosity or what did it peak in your curiosity? What does it make you want to know more about? I also am working on irresistible invitations to other podcast guests who are professionals. So if there are any sex workers or sex industry professionals, or even just your friends, I love the personal guests a lot. I love the professional guests because they normalize how sexy I am for work. But I love the personal guests because I love hearing how fucking horny most of us are. <laughs> so maybe you don't want to apply or maybe maybe you would want to explain marriage to me or maybe you're ready to talk about divorce now that it's processed. Again, part of the application is only come on to share your thoughts once whatever is very alive for you emotionally around that topic has been processed with a professional. Like if you are wondering if you're bad and wrong, I don't think a public conversation is a helpful container for any of us. So that's, yeah, that, that if you want someone to apply, have them check out questions via sexstoriespodcast.com or email me or Kimberly at sexstoriespodcast at gmail.com if you have any specific questions or if you have a suggestion of someone maybe you're too shy to invite but you'd like us to invite. Uh, and we'll invite them. We've, we're working on our invitations and they're pretty good. I'm really good at designing beautiful documents and putting in pretty pictures. So <laughs> I also am working on an irresistible invitation for my lady crush who I want to invite to play with me again. We are long distance, but there is, I think, mutual enthusiasm. So I'm working on that. And also, I think for me, my February five day fucking a row so not good at being safe for work. We'll see what happens. It really made me realize how fun it is for me, right? And I'm like, well, for my birthday, I just want to get laid a lot. My birthday is at the end of April. So after getting fucked five days in a row, my curiosity brain was like, I would like to get fucked 50 days in a row uh, because I tend to like spiral out into extremes like that. But also I love intensity. I'm so curious. Like what would having... 50 back-to-back -back partners. I guess there could be repeats. You know, like, what would that be like? So I am trying to figure out what level, or rather, I'm in the process of deciding to what degree I really want to pursue that and how exactly it might look and am I brave enough to do it exactly the way that I want to. So that is to say I am working on irresistible invitations for my hot girl spring. It might turn into a hot girl summer. It could be hot. I guess if it was because I really want it to be 52 because then we would have a whole year of stuff and then I would play in secret for a full year before making new stuff and you'd be like, wow, she changed. Except for those of you who are on private channels that are like, no, we were watching her the whole time. I mean, I really just want to cross off more of my own bucket list things. And so I'm like, I could get a good chunk of that out of the way. Not like a to-do list, but like a, oh yeah, planning it could be the best of both worlds if people are bringing in, okay. Details are on Patreon. I go deep noodle into this. But basically, I'm deciding between the biggest version, which is 52 days in a row, which would be Hot Girl Spring into Summer starting on April 30th. Maybe I do the medium version that's six to nine days of fucking sometime around my birthday. Or maybe I just do the smallest version. Well, I guess the medium small version is a birthday orgy. I was going to say that's the smallest one. The smallest one is just like me and a lover, or I guess just me masturbating. Not just, it's all good. But at the very least, I would love to have a birthday orgy in an incredible location. At the very best, I would love to just use my birthday as a launching point to um, 
do some of the explorations that I've been the most nervous about inviting people to do with me just because I think they're nerdy. I just have some self-judgment and it's also very exciting to me. I'm like, ooh, is this feeling shame? No, no, no. Is it embarrassment? I'm not sure. So that's all I have for March. I don't have specifics. I mean, the feather, everything holdover from February, but it really is organize the bucket list, see what unfolds. So March, I think the biggest thing is just watching my turn on every day sharing it through the internet, seeing how that translates in person. Very exciting to me. Okay, so now on to some questions from you sweet lovers. Ooh, okay, I always talk long. Well, we'll see how much we have time for. Hey, Wyo, been listening for almost three years. I didn't know anyone better to ask for help. My wife and I are opening up our marriage to another couple. My wife has been messaging him, and they gave me his wife's number. Oh, this is interesting he's the focal person. We had a great conversation all day yesterday. How do I properly ask for consent? I don't want to be just one of those guys that's like, hey, here's a dirty convo. Here's a dirty pick. I don't know how to make sure she's comfortable, okay with what's coming. We have a weekend coming up in about two weeks where we are, quote unquote, getting together. I just want to make sure I'm not an asshole. Totally new to this e emoji four times. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, see, uh, great question. It's an important question. And also, I always recommend that when people are brand new into opening up stuff, if you have not already taken in some literature, I really like uh, Opening Up by Tristan Terramino. Ethical Slut is a great classic, and Polysecure is another one I have not read yet, but I hear great things about. And again, if any of you out there have other suggestions, let me know any resources you like. I know Chill Polyamory does some good work. There's some other poly podcasts out there. So... I think my first question to you is, why do you feel more comfortable asking me this question than you do the people that it sounds like you might get naked with and fuck in a couple weeks? I always think the best form of connection is asking your partners curious questions. You know, while your desires are important, right? Like our desires are all important. We don't necessarily want to be engaging in relationships where our desires can never be met. At the same time, we want to make sure we're inviting others into our desires in ways that they're interested in. So what I always tell people is, what's an irresistible invitation? What's the most generous offering you can give? Do you actually want to get to know this person? If not, you know, are you on the same page about that? You know, so I think we have to co-create the types of relationships that we want together. And of course, I don't have information here on what the rules with your wife are, what the agreements of the entire relationship is. It sounds maybe by the way that you're presenting it, I'm, I'm not seeing clues about a group message. So it sounds like maybe you're going to do some parallel play. You know, so if that's the case, what are the expectations there? What are the desires? What turns you on the most? What turns them on the most? What turns your wife on the most? What, you know, are, is it going to be, it sounds pretty straight. So is it a straight, like guys and girls swap? It sounds like you are both hetero couples, I think. You know, I I personally, and, it, and it, it depends on dynamics too, right? Like, are you more dominant? Are you more submissive? Whether or not you identify as that explicitly or implicitly. I'm finding a lot of vanilla people who like don't identify as kinky. I'm doing air quotes. But there oftentimes are these kind of roles that we fall into or are more comfortable in. And if they're unconscious, that's usually when people get into the more boring, like we do the three positions and then we're done. You know, whereas I've noticed that the people I work with who are 
more open to exploring the full range of their desires and can have that ongoing conversation together, they tend to be pretty satisfied. So I would start by getting curious, me personally, if a random person's husband was suddenly messaging me and I wasn't messaging that person at the same time. You know, so when I'm a unicorn with couples, I really appreciate it when people are like, hey, so what are you feeling turned on by today? Again, not shifting the entire burden of like, will you please give me rules so I can know what to do? Because you don't want to make the other person your mommy unless that's the explicit agreement. That's something that's been happening to me a lot because I do have expertise. So in my private life, I really am turned on by people who do their own research, who come with their own offerings, and who want to co-create a container instead of being like, what What do you want this to look like? You know, And putting the entire burden on me or being like, so here's what we're doing without checking in with me, right? So I ideally would love it if a partner could get curious and ask some questions. And I would say, if you don't know where to start, yole.com slash share has a fuck ton of questions. You could send that link to your partner and be like, hey, I'm new to this. Hopefully your partner knows you're new to this. It feels a little vulnerable for me. I'd love to know how you want to connect. Here are some questions or here's a question I'm interested in. Like, what, what are you interested in? You know, without knowing the specifics of your circumstance, it's hard to give specific advice. If you want some one-on-one advice, you can hit me up through my website, yole.com. Definitely keep us posted on how it goes. And again, I'm a big fan of group discussions. I'm a big fan of negotiations. There is a reason that the next batch of content I want to create that might be 52 days of fucking includes let's negotiate, let's play, let's recap. For me personally, there are not enough examples in the world that I find helpful. So I am going to practice that more. That is my intention for 2024. (laughs) Okay, next message. Actually, this is two in a row from the same person. This is a lesson on irresistible invitations, right? So I'm just going to read it and I'm going to respond to the parts that make sense. Okay, from S. Well, first of all, this message was submitted through my website. And I do have a thing that makes it kind of clear that like, if you're there to hit on me, you probably actually just need my help as a dating coach, right? Because it's pretty clear that my website is set up for work stuff. If you want to hit on me just in my personal life, I need a really irresistible invitation. I've made you a guide. Anything outside of that, like you need to hire me to help you because it speaks for itself. So this person checked the box for, I totally need relationship guidance. I came here to hit on YO instead of submitting an irresistible invitation. I, again, would prefer an irresistible invitation. Everything else is by definition resistible. (laughs) Okay. I'm sharing a fantasy of this American girl coming to my country to see the world, to experience life and also have hot sex with original, the continent he is from, Dick. In my fantasy, we long for each other even when you go away and wherever you want to connect to nature, you come to visit me and we share life, sex, and happiness together. Okay, so that's the first one. So I ignore messages like that typically because I'm like, all right, you shared a fantasy. That's cool. Um, It's a fun fantasy to share. Like I too, yes, if I could teleport, if I had unlimited resources to just drop everything I'm doing and like fly around the world to like fuck whoever wants to fuck me for free with no cameras, I mean, I wouldn't have time to do anything else and I wouldn't have resources to like stay alive or have a house or feed myself or anything. I think that's what people don't realize. Like I work really, really hard to bring you this podcast for free. The money that I've made off of it represents a small, small, small portion of my income so far, so far. Maybe that's changing in 2024, but I work really hard to bring you all of this content. I don't actually have magical bandwidth to just like 
show up at the door. I might if we could film it and you have an audience and we're sharing that and collaborating and growing the audience, right? That's what I'm getting into at the end of April. So, okay. So I didn't respond to that one. Got another message from the same person a few days later. Hi, I find your personality interesting. I am intrigued to find out how an introvert became sexually extroverted. I want to know what drives that passion. I want to know why you cut your hair. For me, it seems drastic and dangerous and maybe a turn on. I want to know what happens after the passions of sex burst and you are satisfied. Basically, you seem interesting to me. Can we chat? I want us to exchange ideas and pick your brain on some things. Right back when you can. Sincerely, S. So we can chat and exchange ideas one-on-one, either publicly on the podcast. If you want to come on and be a guest, just go apply via sexstoriespodcast.com or xstoriespodcast.com. If you want a private conversation, that's the type of stuff that I do either if it's, you know, if it's sexy, we do it on Sex Panther. Uh, if it's asynchronous, you can do Sex Panther or I prefer OnlyFans because it's less glitchy. If you want to just have more of a kind of like client to dating coach or creative professional conversation, you know, so it's not a sexy erotic conversation about the two of us. It's just more about like your thoughts on sex and life and I hold space for you. That's a private one-on-one that I do offer either in person or as a virtual session. It's often mixed in with creative sessions. You know, if an artist is working on basically anything, their own personal sex life is always affecting it. So yeah, if you want to exchange ideas, I love that, but it's either got to be for work or it's got to be on the podcast Or we have to, you know, show up at the same dinner party because we have a mutual friend who invited us and they gave me an irresistible invitation. I couldn't help but show up. I love that you think that I'm interesting. I think also the people who think I'm really interesting are the people I've been getting to know on Patreon. They're the people I've been getting to know through OnlyFans. They're the people that want to hire me for a photo shoot because they actually want to have that personal connection. And they understand that I'm a freelance artist and that I commodify my time for a living. Like that is what I do. Also, as a sex worker, as an online sex worker, I don't really appreciate being called, like, like if you think I'm dangerous and that turns you on, we're probably not a fit. Um, I'm pretty practical. I'm pretty balanced. I'm one of the healthiest people that I personally know, not that it's a competition, but, like, I take care of my mental health. I do my best to take care of my physical health, of course, when my sleep gets off and when my three-year-old comes out and eats sugar when she knows it shouldn't and sometimes we get colds, but um, I'm also gentle with myself. I think it's a sad, sad and harmful idea that a woman with a shaved head is like having a problem. I am utilitarian and practical. A lot of people are like, but why did you shave your head? Also, I have hair. Like it's been a while. (laughs) I have hair again. I am growing out my hair for some specific reasons. You know, if you know, but I shave my head because it's a fun sensory thing. I thought it looked cool. I know that a lot of people think, you know, only 10% of dudes find short hair attractive, but I found it very attractive. I love rubbing my head shaved. And I love just not having to fucking worry about hair. However, I am very excited to grow my hair out until I'm 40 and I'm planning to make a head shave fetish video at that point. We'll see. I might change my mind. I'm allowed to. What drives my passion is curiosity. I mean, I just, I'm curious and I'm horny and I love people and I don't understand them. And I try to just be my regular self in the world. And it's very interesting to see how the world is like, no, bad, wrong. So often I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to be full of love here. And the world's like, censor, censor, censor. You're born naked, but we have to cover you up with clothes. Okay, okay, okay. Our bodies are inherently bad and wrong. You know, so it's that curiosity that drives me. And it's also like, well, I don't fit into the regular world, I guess. So I'll just keep like talking to people and seeing what their world is like. I don't really understand this earth that I got landed upon. 
I am an introvert. I don't, I don't understand why that is separate from being sexual. I don't know if I even identify as sexually extroverted. I'm just curious. I'm curious and I'm not shy about sex. I don't have that type of shame, although I do in certain ways, right? Because I think I have gotten such strange mixed signals. And then also the like internet censorship stuff is like a real big bummer. So me getting overstimulated is probably the reason that I am so like sexually turned on, right? I find the world a very stimulating place. It's loud. Sometimes I can smell it. Like a lot of times I don't have a good sense of smell, but then some days my smell is perfect. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for all of you people who have a really excellent sense of smell. I also love people, but because I love them so much and I'm focused on them and I give them my energy so deeply, I'm present with them. I'm like looking, uh, it's exhausting. So I need a lot of recharge time in the same way that like when I come really hard, I'm going to need a little like post-orgasm nap. My eyelids can't open up right away. And if I can get my mouth moving, I'll usually ask my partner to open them for me so I can look at them. But I mean, I'm just hypersensitive. And you know, when I think the framings of these questions and the assumptions in our world are really normal, and it also just kind of hurts my heart sometimes because I'm like, I wish I could share with people some of the joy that I experience in my body, in my physicality, in my desire, my level of desire, because I have not been traumatized by a lot of experiences that I hear have traumatized other people. You know, I have this great privilege to be curious and to enjoy to shave my head without it being from a place of deep, deep sadness. You know what? That said, I shaved my head at a time in my life where I was like, I want something different. Like, I, I don't like what I've created right now. And I was traveling for several months and it didn't seem, I was like, do I want to pack a bunch of hair stuff if I'm only going to have a 35 liter backpack? Also, I was an actor at the time and I was like, well, it's not like I'm going to be auditioning. So I might as well just get rid of it. I've been wanting to shave my head forever. That's the other thing. I spent like a decade wanting to shave my head. I'm being like, should I? And people are like, no, you have beautiful hair. And I was like, but I want to. And people are like, no, 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 you have beautiful hair. And I listened. The thing that's so cool about Dr. Becky Kennedy's work with parenting is it really taught me about how much I have grown and been growing and continue to grow my own self-trust in spite of the feedback I get from other people. I think... It's so confusing because I trigger shame. It's so confusing to hear people pretend like the reality I'm seeing is not real. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, sorry, what? So I think I've been miscalibrated and have been really listening to other people's opinions for me for way too long. And it's really only since starting sex stories and or ex stories and getting to know how many of us are so different and so the same at the same time that I'm like, Okay, so it's just about rebuilding self-trust, checking in with my actual desires, making sure I'm safe, and then, you know, now I'm in the era of crafting irresistible invitations and prioritizing because I want to do everything. I want to try everything. I want to learn the grad school stuff, but I also want the hands-on experience, but I also want to find the other horny people who will be on camera with me who are just as curious or at least just as sensual. And at the same time, I'm figuring out all the person parts. So anytime someone's like, I love your personality, I'm like, I'm autistic. Like, you just don't, okay. <laughs> I'm just very straightforward, very literal, very logical, also very whimsical. The most practical, whimsical person I know. So to wrap up, if that message from S were going to be an irresistible invitation, it would have to look like deep engagement around my work, specific thing, you know, like I've answered the hair question a million times. I've answered the question of why my name is Wyo a million times. 
I understand not everyone is going to go back and watch the hundreds of episodes, but like I did spend my time and energy making those. It's cool when people first discover me, I'm not going to fly across the world to go be with you. But if you were like, hi, I'd really love to get to know you. I have this cool place I could host you, or I have this cool place specifically I'd like to invite you and a friend, since I know I'm a complete stranger. In the meantime, here's how I'd like to pay you to get to know you. I have this cool photo shoot opportunity I'd love to do. I need help figuring this out with my partner. I've always dreamed of making a video like this, but I need a really good videographer. Those are the types of things that come with a budget that I will, you know, schedule my life around. And just a note to penis owners, your cock may be amazing. However, a cock alone is not enough to sway me. Just just so you know. That's all I'll say about that. Okay, now a celebration from Jay. I visited my first nude resort today and I had an absolute blast. Okay, I love receiving that message in the freshness of day one. That's so fun. Thank you, Jay. I made some amazing friends and I would love to tell you about it. Um, I would love you to tell me about it. Please apply to be a guest, share a voice memo, or hit me up privately if you want to work one-on-one or just kind of debrief one-on-one or make a time capsule recording for you one-on-one. Those are the types of offerings that I am so here for. But really, I would love it if you shared with the group. I would love for you to come on as a guest. Remember, you can always be anonymous. So now we have another invitation from M. Greetings, Wyo. M here in the neighboring part of Los Angeles town. Hope, I think it's supposed to say, hope you are well. I watched your interview on the Shameless Sex podcast and I was magnetized to your stoke. Big point up front. I'll take a quick moment after to fill in invitation offers that are fashioned with intent in piquing your interest. I lost my legs 13 years ago in Afghanistan. Thank you for your service. And I have never played footsie with anyone since. Soul footsie, residual limbs on feet footsie, prosthetic feet footsie, etc. Would the person with intact feet feel the power of an explosion during such contact? What would the limbs and feet communicate to each other? So I've wondered and have yet to discover. A desert sand setting appeals to this idea. A warm wash of the granular earth that could be, but is not, informs things through existential love and a potential begged by the universe to ask of its endless possibilities. I also know of a Barbie Jeep time and space portal in a forest near Laurel Canyon. Would you be keen on joining for this adventure? Thank you. Let's see back to the who, why, what, and how briefly. Currently, a second-year law student shares their age, shares their veteran, some personal information, translating latest neuroscience research into effective criminal legal defense. Married for six years in a consensually non-monogamous configuration. Why you? I can't put it into words beyond the draw I felt towards you and the hope of taking your response by my framing this offer. The above proposal is weird, explorative, unique, and maybe magical such as enlivening a dried river by pouring water from a glass jar into its sands and being present to feel how Mother Earth's heart beats and with what creativity. If the insight draws your mind, please grace mine with yours. I feel I've amassed an accurate picture to this point and won't further draw your eyes from the rain falling outside on this beautiful morning. Well wishes. Here are some photos. Okay, so as I read this, to me, it sounds like this is your bucket list fantasy and is not exactly an invitation crafted for me. First and foremost, if I'm going to say yes to an irresistible invitation, the part that is why me, why why, like why should I spend my personal time on you, has to be the most clear. Because I live in a body, in a being 
that literally on the regular every day, strangers are like, your energy, your energy. I love your energy. It's so good. I'm like, well, that's a given. Like, I don't know. I, I walk around with it. I'm not really sure. I need specifics about where we're staying. Is your wife coming? What's the deal with the relationship that you're in? You know, it sounds, it sounds like you want to play footsie with someone. And if you have a partner that is available to you, I would be really curious, you know, why me and not your partner beyond the fact of you're non-monogamous, right? With anyone who I'm going to get involved with in a non-monogamous configuration, I always need to know the landscape of your relational outlines, mostly because most of the people who I have attempted to date in the last few years who say they are non-monogamous are in some form of don't ask, don't tell relationship, which I suppose falls under the umbrella, but for me is not the ethical non-monogamy and communication that I personally desire in my personal relationships. I, again, am typically drawn to traveling if I either already have a strong connection with someone, and those strong connections are built upon their interest in me as a human being, which includes my work. And if I'm going to travel, it's usually for work. So I, if you want me to kind of photograph or film you and your footsie partner living out your fantasy, I think that could be like a really, really good fit. I would love to know where we're staying, a couple of dates that you're interested in. I'd love pictures of the locations that you have in mind. You know, I don't produce shoots anymore. I mean, I, I can for the right price point. It's not my preference. I would rather you tell me what you're into and then I'll show up to help you capture it, right? While I am curious to play with people of all types of body and configuration, I always let the personal connection lead, right? I'm never looking to like, like people are not the bucket list item I'm crossing off. I may in the future be looking for people with a specific kink. Had this invitation included and referenced some of the things I've been saying in recent past about foot-related fantasies, I might feel like it was a more personal invitation as it is, yeah, I need, like, am I the driver? Am I the, like, container for this whole thing? Because it really sounds like I am being asked to do some producing work here. And that I'm allergic to because I burned myself up producing a couple times. So anything that is like that, no. I need an invitation where the details are set up for me, where all I have to do is show up and experience something wonderful. But in general, if we're crossing off your bucket list item, you're hiring me to help you do that. If I'm crossing off my bucket list item, I'm initiating the invitation and you're responding to it. And at the end of the day, I'm only going to want to fuck a stranger. Well, actually, no, I'm never going to really want to fuck a stranger. I'm only going to want to have sex with someone who I don't currently know today if I get to know them and can share that publicly, right? So I really like it if someone wants to apply to be a guest on Sex Stories so I get to hear their personal self and learn more about them. I like it if they want to learn more about me through my work or if they want to take me on an irresistible date to get to know me. I love that because I get so many requests from complete strangers who just expect me to like be available to fuck them. I got to make sure that it's worth my energy. Right. And I also do like it if someone wants to hire me one-on-one, -on -one. like the people who work with me one-on-one -on -one for creative breakthrough sessions or writing or usually photography and video sessions, they get to learn my biggest secrets. And that's usually where we form more personal connections. If you're not looking for that, that's totally fine. But I really like to save my energy for co-creations. So I love you for being brave and submitting that request. I would need more detail about what the actual adventure is. I also suspect based on words, like 
I think we have very different brains. I'm a really practical, tangible person. So when people lead with a lot of like metaphor and feeling words and we don't even know each other yet, I'm like, oh, those are usually the people that like my logicalness becomes a problem for them at one. But like that, those are my fear voices talking. So I'm like, I need a lot of clarity and a get to know you connection invitation probably through work. Now we have another message from another J sharing another celebration. Hello, I came across your site looking for podcasts to listen to. Awesome. I find it hard to find what I'm looking for. The more I read of your interesting website, the more I want to explore. I would love to share some life experiences. I just find it all interesting and thought-provoking. Yes. Thank you for reading this, and I would love to be of assistance to your endeavors helping people figure life out to be more fun. Uh, Jay, please, it sounds like you need to apply to be a guest. Remember, we can change your voice. You can be anonymous if you want, or you can talk about a topic that is not specifically sex-related. However, you guys know I love sex stories the most sexstoriespodcast.com, xstoriespodcast.com, wiley.com slash share. They all lead to the same place. Go apply. I can't wait to talk. We do have a recording block coming up in March again. And I don't know, that might be the last opportunity for like regular only podcast recordings. I might for a while, if I do the 52 days of fucking for my birthday, switch into a format where whoever I am seeing that day, we do a podcast episode and it's, you know, that's what we start with to get to know each other. And then we work our way to the sexy stuff. So apply to be a guest, sexstoriespodcast.com. I love talking to you guys. And I am very excited to create things that will help me have even more bandwidth to have more conversations with you guys. Lastly, a message from P. It's so funny. My reaction to this one was so funny. I'll just read it first and then talk about it. I have a question. In regards to your pondering an irresistible invitation to leaving reviews for your podcast, have you ever considered offering to read those reviews at the end of each episode? I've heard other creators do this sometimes, and I've left reviews myself because of it. Anyway, just wanted to leave that suggestion and say hi. I'm really enjoying listening to the audio journey and your many musings on the world of sex and relationships. P.S. The word statement is spelled incorrectly in the checkbox on this form. So I love this message for so many reasons because... To me, it's very nurturing to have someone be like, hey, I read your thing and here's a spell check. Like as an independent creator, I've done this on other people's websites and I find it so helpful because like I'm usually tired when I'm working on my stuff. I like it's a Herculean effort to even get it done. And then once it's done, I'm not looking at it again. So I love hearing highs. I love hearing even the tiniest reflections on your listening experience like this. And to answer your question directly, no, it never not once occurred to me to read reviews at the end of episodes, like I read them and I save them in a folder, like the nice messages I get. I save them for the hard days, the sad days, the bad days where I'm like, everything is stupid. I read this in a book somewhere to like have like a folder. I think this is Elizabeth Gilbert's recommendation, maybe from Big Magic. If you know, tell me, this is not my idea, but I do have that folder where on the days that feel struggling, the days where I'm like, why do I do anything? I'm going to quit everything. I'm just going to go be a hermit in the woods before I realize I'm too horny to do that. I guess it's because I always thought reading celebrations out loud directly in that way to me feels like self-aggrandizing and I'm like oh I'm ready and willing to change I'm open to doing something different so thank you for the idea P I fucking love that idea we're gonna do it right now and lovers listeners leaving reviews for x stories on apple podcasts or wherever else you can leave reviews for podcasts really does help other people find us here are some recent ones that I am so fucking grateful for crave I am so glad to have her back in the space between my ears. This is the one pod I thrive for. I have many in my library, but when Wyo Lee drops a new episode, it takes first listen. Oh, that's so amazing. 
If you have or want to have an open mind and you believe in bringing sex positivity to the masses, listen to this podcast. You will not be disappointed. Thank you, Nope0769. <laughs> a fun, positive place. I'm finding this to be a great way to decompress in traffic. I'm also finding that I smile more throughout the day after listening to this podcast. Thank you, Johnny, from here to there. Fresh and original. Such a good-hearted approach to exploring sexuality, honestly and without shame. Thank you, WW44SS. Love it. Sex Stories is entertaining, sexy, informative, and amazing all in one. I love hearing different perspectives, oh, me too, and other people's opinions about things. I especially love hearing the stories that are shared of guests' experiences. What a fabulous thing to hear. It's extra naughty to listen and work on my earbuds when no one else knows what's really playing. I love how many of you write to me and let me know that you are listening at work. I think that's amazing. I also listen to podcasts at work. I'm usually like going through photos, not like working with people, but <laughs> thank you, Jamie K. 2011. That's a troll. I'm nine years old. LOL. I love sex. Also, I'm like, okay, so we have this weird troll that comes on and says things like, I'm nine, I'm 11, I'm 25. Apparently, there's a way you can submit to Apple to get those taken down, but I think that's also what fucked us on Spotify. So again, if you have bandwidth, counterbalancing those weird ratings and reviews is very, very, very important, especially since we're trying to get our numbers back up so that we can get whatever brand deals to help cover production costs because we are we're independent artists here awesome this is an awesome show it's very informative and entertaining i have learned a ton the host is extremely intelligent oh, thank you and funny i'm funny funny as well i'm funny you can tell she enjoys discussing every aspect of sexuality it's true with her guests please keep up the great work thank you sports enthusiast 35 i love you much-needed conversation. This show is fun and entertaining, but more than anything, it demonstrates a way to have good, healthy conversations around sex. Sex is a huge part of the human experience. I believe that so much of what is wrong with our society is tied to an unhealthy relationship that people have with sexuality. I think so, too. Think about with the world. If everyone was getting fucked, how would the world be different? This show does an excellent job of normalizing conversation around people's relationship to their body and their sexuality. Wyo has an excellent vibe as a host, both making space for her subject to fully express their experience and is open herself to relate and explore alongside her subject. I do try. I wonder if I'm interrupting too much sometimes. I think anyone interested in having better sex, better relationships with their partners, but also themselves and their bodies should listen to this show. Thank you so much, Johnny Whistler. I fucking love that reflection. Grateful. Love this podcast. I have learned that I am not unusual in how I feel at unexpected times. I have found it easier to drop into how I'm feeling when my husband and I are intimate and to be okay with whatever goes on. I'm working on being a better communicator in bed. I'm loving the multiple and varied nature of the O's I have. <gasps> Come tell us or leave us a voice memo. This has been a truly eye-opening experience. Being married for 28 years, it is awesome to feel so relaxed and free. Keep up the great work. Oh, damn, I would love to hear from you, Christy SC. That is amazing. Layers of amazing. We'll slowly, quietly blow open your mind and your loins. Ooh, I love that title. This show is a fantastic compendium of all the amazing ways human beings exist as sexual creatures. Listening to one show might not do it for you, as you may not relate, but after listening to many, many shows, I can say Wyo has provided me a real expansiveness in understanding about so many delicious things about sexuality in ways that others who merely talk about ideas don't get to. <gasps> I would love to hear even more about what you mean. Oh, that's... Uh, mm, I'm going to sit with that. 
By speaking from within each person's experience, the show gives listeners a real life affirming perspective on so much awesomeness that is possible. I regularly hear guests describe things that are just not my cup of tea, and yet I am so enriched by hearing their attitudes and approaches to things, their challenges and triumphs, and find inspiration for broadening my own horizons. Wyo, I can't thank you enough. Oh, damn, I should have been reading these the whole time. Thank you so much, Far Away Nearby. Oh, I love that too. Ooh, a wordsmith. We're going to leave it there for today, lovers, because I have so much mucus at the back of my throat and in my nose that, um, well, let's just say if I were deep-throating right now, it would be really lubricated. I am so grateful to all of you out there listening, talking to me, reaching out, daring to make irresistible invitations. Uh, I'm going to do my best to continue giving feedback and to continue honing my offerings. I think I'm going to make an irresistible invitation application. Like if you want to invite me, I think I'll do that. We'll see. What do you think of that idea? <laughs> if you want to make me smile really, really big, if you want to go leave a review on Apple, if you want to find X stories on your advice, you just scroll down on Apple podcast, hit tap to rate, both that is on mobile and desktop. And then there on Apple podcast, there's a little purple square with a tiny line that I imagine is a pencil for paper, like a pencil and paper icon. Uh, and it says write a review. So you can do that either on mobile or on your desktop, whichever you're using. If you have a friend who has Apple Podcasts, if you have a friend who has Spotify, like even if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you have a Spotify, if you are the dedicated type of person to listen to this point in the episode, like if you've listened all the way through, you're here listening to me right now talking to you. It's the end of an episode where I talked a lot, which means you're probably one of my number one play base out there. So, well, first of all, who are you? Reach out. Tell me who you are. <laughs> who are you? Who listens to the end? So if in any capacity you are a Spotify user, but you have not yet rated X stories there on Spotify, it would mean so much to me if you took 20 seconds to do it. You do have to find X stories. If you can't find it, search X stories YO, W-Y-O-H, or if you just search Y-O Lee. Like, I'm a YO for search engine optimization. I know it's too hard to find X stories on Spotify. You can help me change that right now by taking 20 seconds to go to the main podcast page, X stories on Spotify. Make sure that you've listened to at least 60 seconds of the podcast in order to rate it. Then go to the about tab and you can rate it from there. You just hit the star, like where you see the stars with the how many. We're at a 3.0 right now. We have 1400 stars on Spotify help us balance out the trolls. It would mean so much, so, so much is fucking our algorithm. So in the time of algorithms, please help me teach the robots that we are sexy. I love you robots. Please love me back. I need your human help to make that happen. Thank you. I love all of you for listening, especially if you have listened this far. Let me know how you're doing. And I hope that everything that you cross off your March bucket list is fucking fantastic. And I hope you tell me about it. Uh, hi, Wild. My name is B. I am a 55-year-old straight cis man. I have to confess I'm an ass fanatic. Ever since I was my first exposure to, you know, pornography, to magazines, Playboy, Penthouse, that I knew I was an ass and leg man with girlfriends, you know, always wanting to grab some ass and, and you know, just a true appreciation for the female form and bottoms. And, and that just grew over the years. Fast forward to getting married. My wife has a fantastic ass that I have hugged and squeezed over the years, but never really got a chance to love on. 
And even going back to those previous girlfriends, the same thing that I, I really wanted to, but I just didn't have the communication skills. I didn't have the, uh, the guts, the confidence to, to even breach that subject. So with being married, you know, uh, I definitely have loved on my wife's butt over the years, but it was just, you know, like kissing, rubbing from a distance, if you will. And as my gluteus maximus desires grew, I kept telling her of my desire to, to do more. And she was resistant. I never pushed. But there was a number of times over the years that, that things got a little bit closer and closer to where I wanted them to be. And one night after probably an extra glass of wine that she actually let me lick her ass. And I was absolutely beside myself. I was overjoyed. She seemed to enjoy it, but later after talking about it, it's not her favorite thing, but as she said that she wants to do it because she knows that I want to do it, which I love. But gradually over the, over the course of, you know, a year or two that she definitely has become more open to this and anal sex is straight off the table, sadly, but and and I don't even know. I've never had any sex, so I can't say that that that's an extreme disappointment for me. But rimming is my thing, and she allows me to do that. And it is, I mean, honestly, the the first time that I was able to really get into this. My favorite position with this, I rolled her over, basically a sixty nine position with her ass on my chest, her head in my crotch, but obviously, you know, with her, it's the back of her head. But to me, that's, that's one of the most perfect positions. And I can just bury myself in her cheeks and just completely lose myself. To have my tongue deep in her ass and to have the feeling of her sphincter tight on my tongue. I mean, honestly, the first time that happened, I came. I came instantly. It's something that, that I absolutely adore. And I think she's become more open to it, again, seeing how much I love it. Although I, I have to say, I had a fair amount of shame with it at first. And um, that's actually how I found your show. So I have you to thank for helping me feel a little bit more, you know, self-assured with it. Because I searched, you know, searching rimming and, and ass licking and somehow found your show and found numerous episodes. And I know that you've talked about it. And it's just one of the best things. So thank you, Wyo. You rock. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.